Welcome to A Photographer's Life. The channel that takes you behind the curtain into the world of professional architectural photography. Join us now for a special episode with some of America's premier architectural photographers. Today's broadcast is part two of a three-part question and answer meeting. This meeting was held by the Association of Independent Architectural Photographers, and the discussion is led by AIAP Director Alan Blakely. We hope you enjoy the show. If you do, please let us know by liking this episode and subscribing to this channel. Now, on with the show. Well, Alan, like I said, is there a format? Because I had a couple of questions for the group. Sure. But I don't know if, I, if we're done with Instagram and all that. Or yeah, let's move on. on. <laughs> so my question yeah, is... Let's talk about Pinterest. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are in, involved about Wonderful Machine. They're a marketing firm and I'm a member of Wonderful mm-hmm. Machine. They just have these hypothetical... Oh, it's not hypothetical. It's an actual estimate for a photo shoot. They mark out the client's name and the photographer's name. Yeah. But it came up the other day where uh, they have a line in there for equipment rental. Oh, yeah. And I know in... You know, advertising shooters can get up to average maybe a thousand dollars a day, putting their equipment on a line item to rent that day for the shoot. And I've talked to other studios in Portland here, and they said, "No, you can't get that in Portland. Maybe it's just an LA thing." But have you guys ever, besides the equipment, they have to go more equipment? But you're like your average camera and basic setup. Do you guys ever put that on your line uh, as a line item uh, on the invoice? I never Usually- have. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say the only time I've done it was I had a uh, 39 day time lapse where I thought it was originally all going to last two days. And I ended up having to bring in extra equipment because my main camera and everything was on the site. And I charged them for that. And I put it on the invoice and I sent them receipts and said, hey, look, this went long. But normally, typically, I don't. I apologize. I didn't mean to interrupt you. We started talking at the same time. It's okay. <laughs> But most of these guys, like Norman, you've seen it probably in ad, ad shoots, uh, people charging for uh, renting their equipment out. Yeah, the, my, my problem is I have so much equipment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I even have photographers that borrow my equipment. I've got so much stuff. Um, so I haven't had to rent anything in forever. But um, I don't see, you know, if I, I do a lot of... Um, like when I, if I'm out, if I'm out of state and sometimes I'll, I'll be in, I'm in Chicago. So if I'm in, 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 in California or, or Texas or Florida, um, I usually uh, ship my gear to my location. If I'm going to be there for a week or so, I'll send it ahead of time. Um, so it's there. And I, I mean, I don't take it on the plane or anything with me. And um, so I, I don't, I don't have that, that problem of rental, but if I, if I did actually have to rent, rent something, um, then you know I wouldn't have any objection at all to putting it on a line item, and I would think it would have to be. Yeah, know. it's the rental. If you're going to get something that you don't already have, but these guys are renting out their equipment that they already own. That's my that's my point. Well, I think at the Wonderful Machine, and, and I, I'm a member of Wonderful Machine, but yeah. also I, I know Bill Kramer and stuff. Sometimes that line item is a combination of actual rental equipment and their own equipment that they want to okay. get paid paid to use and so uh yeah for advertising it's not such a big deal uh for editorial it's not unusual either because editorial uh assignments might be well they don't pay that well <laughs> and so if they're asking you to do something um other than just show up with a camera around your neck uh, it's not unreasonable to at least ask for it i mean you're never going to get the same rates 
anyway that you would get from advertising. So, no, I think it's, uh, you know, um, it's it's like asking for a per diem if you're on the road or, uh, you know, yeah, I'm going to get $100, but I'm going to bring a sandwich. So I get paid that 100 bucks, even though I've made a sandwich at home. Yeah. Uh, or whatever. Anyway, I'll work on my analogy, but you get the idea. <laughs> yeah, that works. That works. <laughs> I love those contracts, by the way. And I, I force them down the throat of my students. Well, you can't force anything down the throat of anybody, uh, particularly students, but I, I really encourage them because there's such a great range of different kinds of projects. And for people wonderful that... Machine. Wonderful machine. Yeah. yeah. So all of these... Yeah, for those of you that don't know, the, uh, on, on the the blog or newsletter, uh, a photo editor, which is one of my favorites, um, on the right-hand side, he's got a categories. And if you go down to the categories, you put in pricing and negotiating. There's now 120 of these posts. And what they are is a description of what the pitch, the uh, job is. Mm -hmm. And there's a description of the negotiating that went on. And then there's at least one copy of an invoice or an estimate. Sometimes there's two or three and mm -hmm. talk about how it changed and so forth. So I've, I've used that to just get a sense of what, just to get started on the kinds of, if it's a project, I'm not familiar with how to do it. So it's just gold, you know, yeah. and their terms and conditions are really easy to read. And I changed my, the formatting of my terms and conditions and some of the words to put it in there because so for instance, uh, they've got a whole paragraph that just says definitions. And I can't tell you how I no longer get questions about what does this mean? It's just written in ordinary language. So there, you know, there's problems I think some people have with, with, uh, with these contracts and pricing and so forth, but I, I find them to be pretty solid, particularly for just ordinary photographers, you know, big time photographers that are shooting a, half million dollar campaign, they're not going through, they're not wonderful machine. And those contracts aren't gonna do that, but most of us are not cheating half million dollar campaigns, so. It just comes down to that we're not, well, for me recently, uh, economically, we're not even able to raise our rates that much. Our rates can kind of vary based on what we're shooting. So when you can add a few things into uh, your fees, it's like some people put insurance on there which I understand, but if there's too many line items on the, the client will probably start wondering why do we have so many on there? Yeah. Um, but it's great that we're all here to this morning, or maybe afternoon some places, uh, just to kind of share ideas. And we can't do pricing and tell everybody what we're all charging because that's considered price fixing. I don't know if that's the case, but it's good that we have dialogue and see what people are uh, adding to their... Uh, they're invoicing and make it where we can. Well, I, I could speak to the price fixing thing a little bit. And Alan, this is, you're kind of in a middle territory here, but mm -hmm. the price fixing is really was addressed towards um, trade associations right. and ASMP got in trouble uh, yeah. because they were actually saying, this is what you should charge. And the SEC sued ASMP and said, no, no, you can't. And it costs the money to the lawyer fees to get that taken care of. But what became clear is that you can say uh, as much as you want about what you charged in right. the past for that. So you can give a tremendous amount of advice without saying you should charge this by just saying, I charge this for that. 
and then and then you're okay. But but I, I don't know if this directory or what the status legal status of AIAP is in regards to being a trade association. Well, um, <clears throat> Federal Trade Commission doesn't consider us um, a trade organization necessarily. Um, yeah, we're considered an so. online community. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I, I got a, I got do have a Ellen just I, I sent you the email three times twice through the my dot com email and you rejected okay. me spam. So I sent it through my dot net and I think you got it this time. Um, so, okay. so yeah, don't <laughs> so fix it so I'm not spam for you. But anyway, <laughs> okay, um, thanks. The, uh, Sorry. The, okay. <laughs> my feelings are hurt. Um, how many here, if I, you know, we don't have to say what you're charging, I guess, but how many have raised their rates this year because of the inflation? Everything, everything has gone up. So I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I just sort of nominal inflation is, is over 4%. Just this year, inflation in this quarter has been eight, eight point eight and a half percent You know, we've been, we've raised our rates accordingly because uh, it's impacted our bottom line. So well, I want to. Facebook, there's a great Facebook group of SF image makers. Well, it's great. <clears throat> As an educator, it's great because you get to see all this crazy shit that happens out there. But one of the things that happened was that somebody said, I'm thinking of raising my rates and all these photographers popped up and said, I'm not only busier than I've been in three or four years, I've raised my rates. Mm -hmm. So it's had no effect on their ability to be busy. So I think that is a thing. I think that's a reasonable expectation these days to raise your rates. Yeah, I've raised my rates 25% as of the first wow. of the year. Yeah. And I've had- uh, no, Across the no board, push. everything's 25% or just your feet, photo feed? Uh, everything. And I've everything. had no pushback. In fact, I'm busier than I was last year. So. Wow. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Which I, is I, a little I, bit of a surprise because I was willing to adjust if I needed to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Alan, that's not advertised rates. It's not like a, a rack brochure rate. It's just what you charge and when you put your estimate together. Right. It's not yeah. like say I'm, you send out this announcement that your all my rates are twenty five percent more. No, it's just. And, but I don't think. Estimate. Yeah, I don't think people have really um, seen it that way necessarily. Um, and I, right. I only charge. I charge on a creative fee basis. I don't do a line item um, quotation, right. and so. Um, they're they're kind of comparing apples to oranges all the time, and I, it it just isn't an issue for me. Um, I will say I also charge a fifteen percent aggravation fee. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I've got a, a nuisance fee. If I've got a troublesome client, they they get charged more. So. I call, I call that a PITA fee, I, I, I but I don't put it as a line <laughs> item. I, I have a pain and suffering clause in my contract. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. You know? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, what, what reason that I do it, too, is my experience. When I was a contractor, uh, you know, you don't, you, there's this, the standard, at least in California, is you withhold the clients and everybody withholds the last 10%. Contractors do it for the subcontractors. It's pretty standard. So there's always punch list items and stuff that takes forever. And that last 10% is not supposed to hurt very much. Although of course it always hurts. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would do. I would put it an extra 10% because sometimes I wouldn't ever get that 10%. Yeah. So I would make sure I got my 10% no matter what happens. I, see, I, I do things completely different. I get my fee up front. The whole fee? Yeah. I get oh, my wow. Fee. The whole fee? I, we, we keep our client, 
all of our clients, um, you know, I, I, I tell them we're, we're green here, we're paperless. So we have a, uh, all of our clients have a card on file and they have an account with us. So when they book something, uh, if they're going to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to need 10 images from this, they get billed for 10 images. If they're going to do, um, I, I'm looking to do this shoot and I want 15 images and then I want a video or whatever, the video it will quote on the side, but, but we get the fee up front. And, um, and my reasoning for doing that is because the work that I do for them is it's valueless to anybody else. It's not like um, where you can, you have a product that if, if someone orders it and they, they don't want it, you can sell it to somebody else. You know, uh, photography is very personal. It's very specific to the particular client. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, we get that fee up front. Not, uh, not even a deposit. Uh, uh, some, now, some clients I have where we'll get a deposit. Mm. And then after we shoot it, we'll build a card for the rest of it. Like if uh, I get a deposit, we'll go to the shoot. Uh, they're talking about doing 10 images. They end up doing 20. Uh, at the end of the, the day there, then we'll build a card for that. Um, so we still get our, we still have the guarantee of getting our fee. Mm. Or for most clients, uh, the fee is up front. Wow, because I do 50%. And then pretty yeah. typically, even though I've said, you know, you get 10 pictures and they say, well, we want 12, then I yeah. build more. So yeah. the yeah. next 50% is like 70% or something like that in the end. So Yeah, Which, and, and I really like having the client card on file um, instead of sending an invoice and waiting for a check. Yeah. I, I don't know the last time we received a check from anybody. It's, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it works out nice. And you know, we ha you have a you have a bank for you have to kind of build in to take care of with your merchant account, but it, yeah. it's worked out really good for us. Yeah. Wow. Well, so yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Those these fees that are associated with it. Now, some banks there's not a fee, or if you take it through, uh, well, even Venmo or that Zelle through Wells Fargo, there's no fees involved in that. So it's interesting. You don't do checks at all anymore. Hmm. Yeah. No credit card. Yeah. And, and clients are good with that because when we think about our lifestyle, um, it's changed so much and evolved. I mean, I have cards on file for all kinds of things. You know, we. Um, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that it, it's not like it's not a normal business practice. It right. Is. And, and they get points. And they get no. points. Yeah, that's that's a sale. That's a sale. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they get you know, and but it, it's so easy because you know we we send them their we send them their. Um, you know, a PDF of their invoice, a PDF of their license, a P, you know, it's all, it's just so easy. And, uh, and it takes it out of the, you know, like you, you said, Barry, about someone holding something back from you. Um, you know, I, I don't think I'd ever go for that 10%, 1%. I, and I want to get paid. And so that's, um, you know, if you have a good relationship with your client, and you do good work, you, there shouldn't be any objection to, to setting up an account with them and putting the card on file. That's the first thing we do with somebody. When they say, yeah, I want to work with you, they say, okay, let's get this paperwork out of the way so we can move forward. And, um, you know, it works. We have, all of our clients have cards on file, so. Yeah, it's almost like you think of yourself as a business or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, <laughs> and not a bank. <laughs> and not a bank, yeah, we don't finance anything here. Oh, I take that uh, back. I have had a client where we, we've had, we've, they've done a lot of work and we have taken a couple of payments on something, mm -hmm. um, but those are really rare and, and few and far between, and, and they're really uh, established clients with us, so. Yeah, that's excellent. Um, 
What what next? What's on your mind? Anybody? I'd like to know just as a group, how many of you guys use assistance on your shoots? Um, not all the time, but you know, say at least 75% of the time, how, how often do you guys use assistance, photo assistance? When, I, when there's enough money, I do. <laughs> yeah. I um I have a business partner, Mary Beth, and she's we've been working together for this is our 30th year actually. Wow. And she's um she's the graphic artist in our graphic artist side of the business, but um, she's also a shooter, and if I'm doing a big project, she'll go with me. And she's, uh, you know, I think Alan uses a, um, a an assistant, you know, for staging or, um, yeah. Mary Beth, she's so detail oriented oriented that um, she'll be ahead of me with the places I'm going to shoot and and make sure they're all perfect. And yeah. and then um, and then sometimes we'll be setting up multiple cameras, and she'll be running one of them. So. I do that probably 75% of the time. The other 25% I'm, I'm shooting by myself. And when I'm doing video, I always have a team of, you know, three to four. You have a steady group of people that you work with to do video or do you just sort of- I, I, have, I, have, uh, I have two people that hmm. uh, I use for, for camera. And then I have the, the rest of the team is they work here. So, but they're, I consider them staff. You know, they we do enough video that they're here quite often, so. And you're doing your own post as well in-house? We do our own post, yeah, in editing, yeah. Hmm. yeah. But I do have a guy that does amazing editing. I mean, if anybody's doing video and they need some editing work done, he's, uh, Patrick's amazing, so. And he, does he do, is he a colorist also? Uh, you know that, or is I that just part of? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing about video is, because I, I don't do video, but I want to do video. I practice a lot on my iPhone, which is not quite the same thing, but just trying to get a feel for how to do it, uh, is the uh, shooting architecture you often, you can't light. So you've got multiple weird lighting uh, to deal with. And also if you're picking up the camera and going from room to room, you could have some big changes and good colorists can manage all that, you know, and it's not as critical as it is for a still photo anyway. Um, and uh, the very powerful tools out there, DaVinci Resolve and all that, which I've pulled yeah. with. Yeah, yeah for, for when we do video for architectural clients, um, if we're doing an interview, for instance, um, we will intersperse in the video our actual architectural shots. And then, of course, yeah. with the software, you know, you can have movement within the photo to right. expand right. the image. That always looks better than shooting it with a gimbal in a camera right. because you have to shoot pro shutter priority to manage the different light flows. Um, right, right. So it's, um, but but having as far as yourself getting into video, um, we started where we were going to be shooting, running the camera, and it's much easier to have a, a camera guy and then have use your eye for directing. Right. Uh, the, the, the client likes that better as well. And the results are fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's how it's, I mean, all the, all the people that started doing advertising and editorial that move into doing commercials turn into directors. Yeah. For, for just that reason yeah it's it's too it's too complicated and you got to have good sound if there's yeah. going to be any oh yeah sound. no you're right without yeah. audio you got nothing yeah <laughs> that's true you gotta have a good i'm curious system. norman uh, do you market that as part of your package i mean how, uh, how does know, that fit into your you know like when you gain a new client or an existing yeah. client um i it isn't on our website mary beth is building a new website for us we're getting away from whoever it is we use now, but 
um, but so it's going to be. But I, I do when I when I meet with an architectural client, like I, I just shot an architectural job in Michigan, and the client, um, and I don't recommend it to everybody, but this client was so well poised, and they talked about their project with enthusiasm, and I could just see them knocking a video out of the park, and and I reckon, you know, I, I said, you know, I might want to think the think of doing a video. You and your your husband, it was a wife husband team, are these uh, high end builders, but they thought the way they talk about their you know, that's probably the way we are when we talk about photography, the way they talked about their project, it, it just, it was just, you know, very convincing, very authoritative. Um, and so we're going to go back Monday and shoot video for them. We're going to do that. So that's the way I market it. If I think that it would lend to the client's portfolio and be beneficial to the client, um, then I'll mention that we do video and I, and I call it high-end video because it is. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I've seen some pretty ratty videos and our stuff is really polished and nice. And, um, and, and it helps because we have the architectural side of it because you know, when we're talking about a client talking about a specific project or something they had to overcome or you know, we can intersperse the photography as a voiceover with the voiceover and uh, it, it just looks really good. I mean, the, the clients are really happy with that. And it's it's a nice business. It's a nice additive to our business because they're you know using us for all of their marketing. Then when it comes to uh, visual media, I, I can uh, recommend uh, at least as an example of something I stumbled into, which is out of Australia. It's called the Local Project, and it's thelocalproject.com.au, and it's it's some kind of high end magaziney thing or something, and they do these little five minute. Uh, pieces on the always contemporary architecture. They always have an interview and a voiceover, and it's all done. Uh, um, it's all video. I don't think there's any stills in it. It's done with a gimbal, very short moves, in and out, a short pan, just a few seconds, um, all sort of put together. The, the quality of the um, color is, is not always great, but I think this is a lot about style, but it, they're nicely done. And the interviews are like you were talking about, they interview people who um, um, can talk. Yeah, typically, you could really tell the difference when they can't. It's, it's, it's <laughs> it's pretty, the editing time, I tell you that. Yeah, boy, you just uh, this is where you can make people really look good. So but that's uh, I, I was I've been intrigued by this. I don't know where the money is or how this works or, or any of that, but they're they're nicely done, most of them. Um, and there's a real formula. After you've watched about three or four, you just see, oh, well, this is what they do. It's always the same. And and even if it's a different company that's doing it, I think they have one main company that is yeah. the production company. Um, with I, the stylists, some, yeah. I had some early video experience with a company, um, Chicago-based called Film Montage, uh, Vladimir Manvul. He's, he's fantastic. He's an amazing camera guy um and, and and his stuff is is so well polished so it's you know it, it it's a it's a nice um when, when you think about you know like like vlad when he does editing I, I think he's two grand a day for just his editing fee um we're, we're nowhere near that type of cost but you know he does something that's you know 20th century fox level though yeah yeah for what we're doing for clients, like one and a half to three or four or five minute videos, I think the largest one we've done production wise is uh, 33 minutes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It was a, a client's 
um, resume, and it's it beautifully done. But it's uh, but it's it's really nice. It, it, it's uh, I get excited doing it because, especially with an architectural client, because we it it just makes a nice package for them. And as far as like um, you know, a cost, you're looking at you know fifteen hundred to two grand a minute. Um, when you're doing something like that. And that's not something that's out of the realm of someone's budget. And it, you know, and it's a, it's a nice, nice additive to your, your package that you're selling when you're doing photography. Is that something that then they're going to use as website content primarily? Primarily. Yeah. Um, and the nice thing about that too, also, Alan, is we'll, we'll do like a three or five minute video with somebody and then we'll, we'll structure it so that it can be edited down if they wanted to put it on Instagram or if they want to okay. put it on Facebook, um, we can do like a 15 or, or 20 second segment of that. I had one client that answered questions that designers, you know, avoid. And there were like eight questions. So we, we would send a question to Instagram uh, every week. And then after it was all done, we put the whole thing together and it ended up on our website as a video. Mm. Um, so the client gets a lot of mileage out of, out of that and video content on websites now for interior designers and and builders and architects is uh, becoming more and more prevalent. So if they're not gonna buy it from you, they're gonna buy it from somebody else. And, and I don't want to, I don't like the idea of them saying, well, because I've seen this happen, they'll have another, a third party do video. And mm -hmm. then, then that, that videographer says, well, I can give you stills from this for your architectural. <laughs> the stills will never look like an architectural, a processed architectural show. So yeah. I, I like handling the whole thing. Well, the other the other part of this, which is uh, the smarter architects know, and and uh, is that Google loves video because Google is all about um, I, 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 the length of time that eyeballs are on a page, and so there's just nothing better than video to make sure you have to watch the video. Your right. eyes are staying on that page. So, I mean, this is why uh, Instagram has videos and yeah. And reels. All yeah. So it's an SEO thing, which is, you know, big architectural companies are not as concerned about that uh, SEO, but, but everybody has to think about SEO a little bit. We certainly, right, we do. Yeah. So having a video or a, even a GIF on your site um, can keep people on it. And by the way, just as an aside here, uh, for those that may not have followed the news uh, obsessively, the guy that invented the GIF just died. And one of the, um, he invented it a long time ago. And uh, it is pronounced GIF. He said, it's not GIF, it's GIF. I invented it, just say it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you run into that question, now you you have an authoritative opinion. That's right. um, it's not even an opinion, it's a fact, it's a true fact. Um, I've, I've got kind of an aside for this. Um, I've got a lot of clients who are doing their own video. Um, for Instagram and uh, TikTok, and uh, they're you know architectural construction design clients, and they're doing their own, and it's really terrible. And I've honestly never thought about offering that as a service um, because it would not be a big deal uh, to, to to do what Norman's doing necessarily, and just have a have somebody come in and have that integrated with the photography so that it, it, it you know, it looks like the brand <laughs> instead of just the 23 year old marketing director that's got an iPhone. Um, exactly. Yeah. I think that's why they're so terrible. Right. 
Yeah. yeah and, and you'd be surprised when, when the client sees the level of quality that, that, that we could give them, you know, and I mean, I'm talking about everybody on this page here. Uh, the level of quality you can give them is a video. Uh, they'll never be shooting their own anymore because it, it's, it's, it's that much, I and mean, it's that good. It, it's that much better. And um, so, yeah, I, I think that I, I, I don't see why everybody doesn't do it. We, we kind of got, we were asked to do it, you know, and that's, I, I fell into it. We were asked to do it. And, and my nephew, um, you know, he's also a photographer. He does video. And uh, he introduced me to a, a, a camera guy. He said, you know, uncle, if you need a, you need a good camera guy, this guy's fantastic. And we, we linked up with him. We've been doing this now for, this is our third year. And wow. it's, it's been, um, it's probably 30% of our business. So wow. Do any nice. of you use video on your own websites? Is that an element of your own? Coming soon. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering yeah. about that. Yeah, I, to be honest, I've shot two houses that I did on my own, and I shot the shit out of it uh, because I knew that only a percentage would be worth anything, and I've never done anything with it. Mm -hmm. I sort of got busy and then sort of put it aside, but I still have the footage, and I think, why don't I just learn DaVinci Resolve or pay somebody to, to string this thing together and get some... Yeah, uh, Final Cut Pro or Adobe Premiere or what we yeah. use, um, and... And you can pretty much accomplish anything with those. Two. Oh, yeah. It's quite amazing. And, and there's also, um, even just like there is for photography, if there's, there's software that can fix problems, noise reduction, yeah. sharpening, um, all kinds of things. The AI, uh, Topaz, you yeah. know, which is, uh, I don't know if any of you use it. It's, oh, unbelievable. Yeah. it's unbelievably good. Um, and for, for noise reduction, it's gigapixel or, 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 whatever they call it. Anyway, make things bigger, get rid of noise, do sharpening. And they also now have a video version of mm -hmm. it as well. Um, yeah. So you can shoot in low light if, uh, you know, whatever. Anyhow. We don't have a big noise problem um, or a quality problem because we shoot everything in 4K. So. Yeah. What kind of cameras is he using? Is he using straight video uh, cameras? For, or? for the video, we use a Canon 1DX. Yeah, one, yeah, and then we wow. also use a uh, a Sony Seven, whatever the latest sixty megapixel monster is. Yeah, uh, the and and Zeiss lenses on the Sony and Canon lenses on the on the Canon. Yeah, for the architectural for the photos themselves, we we shoot Sony eight fifties and nine hundreds. Oh wow! And are there, are you? I don't. Maybe we shouldn't get too deep in the weeds, but are you are you shooting RAWs or HLG uh, for the video or? We shoot What's, raw. You shoot raw, yeah. yeah. So those are big fat files. Oh yeah, no, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah, but boy, you get all the benefit, right? No, it it is, and and you know, and like you said, after you've got the footage, there's so many things you can do with it. But the, um, you know, it's it's best to to really have a good camera guy. I mean, somebody that knows how yeah. to run the camera, and it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I highly recommend that. I found out really early on that I was not a video shooter. So. No, yeah, and I'm not either. A I different can do skill it. set. I'm, I'm not either. What I found, Alan, is that, um, uh, and I think all of us have this same problem. We're so fussy because we're architectural photographers. So we, it's got to be perfect. It's hard to, you know, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. You know, it's, you get worried about the audio, the video, the the lighting, the 
I don't want to think about any of that. I want to think about making sure that the framing is right, that the composition yeah. is right, and and I want to direct the, the shoot. I want to make sure that the you know that whoever's on camera is is going to look poised and, and professional. So um, I can do one or the other, and and I I want to direct because I got my name on it. So um, you never you never shoot video architecture. You're only doing pan and scan. No, I, I do. I will, I'll do a walk. I'm, I'm going to have a client walk through a project and mm. we'll have that walkthrough footage. But when it comes to them talking about actual the, the actual you know room or, or building or whatever it is, we'll use the architectural shot. We'll, right. we'll blend that in at that time. Wow. Well, that solves a lot of problems right there. It, 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 solves, all, it solves all of the problems. <laughs> yeah. It does. It solves all yeah. of them. You know, yeah, and, then you, and, and then you you don't have to worry about some competition trying to emulate your your type of skill level because they're not architectural photographers. Their videos will never look as good as yours. Yeah, yeah. And and the client, you know, they get like I said, they get a lot of mileage out of it. Yeah, it does absolutely solves all of the problems. Wow. Norman, did you say that you have the camera operator on staff, or do you? Yeah, no, we 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 do enough now that we yeah I have. Um, I have two video guys that we use for for camera, and um, and I was I, well, I'm going to call them part time. They're not here full time. I'm going to call them part time uh, because that's about a third of our business. So we see them and they, they work here quite regularly. And do they do their own post? Do they do the post for you, or um, we we handle the post and the editing? Yeah. But I, I have one gentleman um, that I work with where he is capable of doing the post and he's fantastic. In fact, I've 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 sent his name to a couple of uh, AIAP members who were doing video and they're looking for someone to do, um, you know, post. Yeah, he's because yeah, I think it's become easier for them. You know, camera people were just camera people. But now for the same reasons that we can do our own post, they can do their yeah. own post. To some, no, yeah. the editing is you know that's that's the key to making a good video editing it's the whole it's the whole thing yeah this has been another episode of a photographer's life if you've enjoyed this program please let us know by liking this episode and subscribing to this channel a photographer's life is brought to you by the association of independent architectural photographers this episode is copyrighted and may not be used in full or in part without the written permission of the aiap Please join us again soon for another inside look at the world of professional architectural photography.